Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 203 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, time management coach and author of Time Management Essentials. And in this episode, I want to share a time management question with you that I get a lot this time of year. Here's the thing. If you're listening in real time, we're in the last month of 2023, and 2024 is right around the corner. And while I'll definitely agree that there's nothing magical about January 1st, and I'm an advocate of any time of year being a great time to set goals, the end of one year and the start of the next is a really great time to think about goal setting. You've probably heard me say this before, but it always bears repeating. Time management, the way we manage our time day to day, is best driven by our vision for the future and our personal core values. And that vision and your values come to life through, you guessed it, your goals for the future. So when I'm asked this question that I'm about to share with you, I'll admit that it can be a tough one to answer, but I'm not one to shy away from tough questions. So let's go. The common question I get is this, why should I set goals for 2024 or the new year in general when I'm already content with where I am? And it's a valid question, isn't it? Being content is a good thing. It means you're satisfied, at peace, and comfortable with your life as it stands. But here's a thought. What if I told you that contentment, as wonderful as it is, could actually be a bad thing. What if your comfort is actually holding you back from realizing and experiencing your full potential? That's why in this episode, I'm unraveling the fine line between contentment and complacency. We'll talk about how to recognize when you've gotten just a little too comfortable in your comfy comfort zone. You'll hear the counterintuitive way to go beyond contentment to write the next chapter in your story. And of course, you'll walk away with three reasons why you should set goals, even if you're feeling satisfied and fulfilled. So whether you're sipping your morning coffee or you're winding down after a busy day, let's uncover the secrets to not just being content, but being dynamically and purposefully content. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, I know it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. But don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes. Plus, I'll be sure to include links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 203. And speaking of goal setting season, if you're starting to think about how you want to spend your time in 2024, even a teeny tiny little bit, you're going to want to take a look at the list of 101 inspired goal ideas for 2024 that I created just for you. One of the most frequent questions I get as a time management coach about goal setting is, well, what kind of goals should I even be setting? I don't know where to start. If you know you want to live with purpose and intention in 2024, but you're not sure exactly what you want that to look like, head over to the show notes for this episode, abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 203, and grab this free guide. It's called Dream Big 101 Inspired Goal Ideas for 2024. 
Inside, you'll find 101 curated goal ideas for designing your most well-rounded and exciting 2024. This comprehensive collection of actionable goals is organized for you by category, with personal, professional, financial, and fun ideas for you to consider. If you've ever gotten stuck in the brainstorming phase and you want more focused goal setting and faster results, this ready-to-use list is your inspiration. No more brainstorming from scratch. Use this list to have more clearly defined plans for the year ahead. Again, head over to the show notes for this episode, annadcornick.com forward slash 203 and download Dream Big, 101 inspired goal ideas for 2024 for free today. All right, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. To kick off this episode, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page when it comes to the meaning of contentment. And while we're getting a refresher on contentment, let's also take a look at contentment's cousin, complacency. These two terms, contentment and complacency, are often used interchangeably, but they have very different meanings in the context of our personal and professional growth. So let's start with contentment. Contentment is a state of happiness and satisfaction. It's when you feel at peace with where you are in life. It's not just about being happy with what you have, but also about appreciating and valuing your current circumstances. Contentment is a positive and healthy state where you recognize and celebrate your achievements, but you're also open to new possibilities and challenges. It sounds like a pretty great place to be. And let me emphasize that last part. You're also open to new possibilities and challenges. So on the flip side, we have complacency. Complacency sneaks in when we become overly content. Oh yeah, there can be too much of a good thing here, even when it comes to contentment. It's like sitting in a cozy, warm room while a wild storm rages outside. Sure, you feel safe and comfortable inside, but if you stay inside too long, you might miss the rainbow after the storm. Complacency is marked by a lack of a desire to grow, a resistance to change, or the assumption that your current success is what guarantees your future success. That means if things are good now, then surely that means they'll be good later, right? And complacency is a comfort zone that can slowly limit our potential. Okay, so do you hear that? Contentment is good. It's happiness and satisfaction with a side of growth. Complacency, on the other hand, is like being so deeply rooted in your comfort zone that you're essentially stuck in the mud. You've reached a certain level of success and you're done now. You're done learning, you're done growing, and you're done evolving. So how do we tell the difference between these two in real life? Because it's one thing to hear the definitions, 
but another to put it into practice. And even more importantly, how do we ensure that our contentment doesn't slip slide into complacency? And this is especially tricky because both contentment and complacency can feel very similar. But the key difference lies in our mindset and our attitude towards future growth and challenges. Okay, so imagine this. You're content with your current job. You're good at what you do and you feel valued. That's fantastic. That's awesome. But if you're complacent, you might stop seeking new learning opportunities or challenging projects when they come your way. You might even turn down a promotion because it feels too risky or uncomfortable. Before you know it, you're comfortable, you're safe, but you're bored and you're feeling unfulfilled. Contentment welcomes growth, but complacency avoids it. Or let's say that you're a business owner. You've got a thriving business and things are going really well and that's amazing. But if you're complacent, you might stop trying to learn new things and you might neglect to keep up with changes in your industry. You might avoid using new technology or trying new marketing techniques or trends because it just feels too far outside of your comfort zone. I actually see this a lot with some of my clients who totally rocked Instagram growth back in 2018, and they're still using the same 2018 strategies now in 2023, and they're wondering why they aren't growing. Again, contentment welcomes growth, but complacency avoids it. So you might be wondering right now, oh, wow, am I content? Or am I complacent? Here are three key indicators to help you decide whether you're content or if you've started sliding into complacency. The first is whether you have a growth mindset. When you're content, you have a growth mindset. You're satisfied with where you are, but you're also open to learning and embracing new challenges. It's about seeing potential, not just in situations, but in yourself too. I talked a bit more about having a growth mindset back in episode 201, so head back two episodes for a refresher on growth versus fixed mindsets if you're up for it. So then contrast a growth mindset with complacency, where there's stagnation and learning and personal development. If you find yourself consistently avoiding new opportunities, or shying away from challenges that could lead to growth, that might be a sign of complacency setting in. One example of this that immediately comes to mind for me is the influx of AI tools and their uses in nearly every industry. I feel like that is one thing that really took 2023 by storm. And while getting cozy with AI tools is certainly not a requirement in order to be successful, at least not yet, I can think of so many people I know who said, I am not touching AI with a 10-foot pole, or that's too confusing for me. I'm just going to keep doing things the way I always have. When if instead they just be a little open-minded and consider poking around or exploring on ChatGPT or another AI tool like Jasper AI or Claude AI, they might be very surprised about the opportunities that exist. To me... That's a super clear difference between those who are content and those who are possibly a little too comfortable in their comfort zone and a little too set in their ways. 
Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, in all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. So the second indicator of whether you're content or complacent is in the way that you respond to challenges. If you're content, you probably view challenges as opportunities to learn and grow. And you probably approach obstacles with a positive attitude and a problem-solving mindset. How can we figure this out? How can we dig in and move forward? On the other hand, if you're feeling complacent, challenges might seem like unnecessary hassles. When you're feeling complacent, there's a tendency to just stay in the safe zone, avoiding anything that might disrupt your comfortable status quo. So think about how you've responded to a curveball situation lately. Did you launch into problem-solving mode, thinking, okay, let's figure this out? Or did you sulk, get annoyed, and just avoid the problem altogether? And look, y'all, my intention here is not to make anyone feel bad. It never is. But sometimes I'm here as your time management coach to give a little tough love. The thing is, it is easy to slide from content to complacent. And if you've been comfy in your comfort zone and avoiding challenges instead of looking at them as opportunities for growth, it's possible you might have slipped into complacency without even realizing it. And that's okay. We can do something about it if you want to do something about it. So here's the third indicator of whether you're content or complacent. And that has to do with your long-term satisfaction. So here's what I mean by that. Contentment is about being happy now while 
also looking forward to the future. It involves setting goals and dreaming about what's next, even if you're pleased as punch with the present. Complacency, however, is often about short-term satisfaction. It's a state where you might be ignoring long-term goals or giving up on aspirations because you feel good enough about where you are right now. So here's an example. Let me tell you about Jennifer. And yes, I have changed Jennifer's name and some of the details here. But Jennifer has been in the same role at her company for several years. She's director level, she makes a good salary, has good benefits, and her work-life balance is pretty comfortable. She's completely mastered her role, and she's able to tackle her daily tasks with ease. Things are fine, a little boring sometimes, but overall fine. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, and she doesn't feel any need to rock the boat. But here's the thing. A few years ago, Jennifer actually had bigger dreams. Her initial aspiration was to eventually take on a leadership role and contribute to strategic decision-making in her company. But now, the thought of stepping outside her comfort zone, her little safety space in her cubicle, and facing the uncertainties of a new role or the effort required for further professional development, it just seems daunting or unnecessary. And Jennifer thinks, why should I change anything when things are good enough as they are? What if I do try to do something new and I fail, or it doesn't go as well as I think it will? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't rock the boat. This is a classic case of complacency. Despite being content with her current state, remember things are going well, Jennifer has gradually become complacent. She's settling for short-term satisfaction and ease while her long-term professional growth and aspirations and fulfillment in her career are being neglected. She's just kind of given up. She's coasting. The initial drive and ambition that she once had have been replaced by a mindset of good enough, which is completely preventing Jennifer from reaching her full potential and achieving the goals that she had once aimed for. I wonder if Jennifer is going to regret settling one day. Now, there is one thing that I do want to mention here. I am not suggesting that you strive for the sake of striving, to keep pushing yourself and pushing yourself and pushing yourself to the point of exhaustion just for the sake of accomplishing things. I am the last person who is going to advocate for a hustle till you drop 24-7 on the road to burnout mentality. Y'all know that that is the opposite of what I'm about. I do believe that there is such thing as enough or good enough or reaching enough, especially when it comes to work and your finances. I learned from financial educator Shanna Skidmore the importance of determining your enough number when it comes to your revenue and income and then giving yourself permission to stop, to hit the brakes once you hit that number, once you reach that goal. But you have to have a goal in order to to reach it, to hit it, and to stop. I also know that rest is key to your long-term success. And I've worked with dozens of one-on-one clients at this point to bring them back from the brink of burnout and overdoing it. But if anyone is going to be your cheerleader and encourage you to reach your full potential and step out of your comfort zone and in the direction of becoming the best version of yourself, it's me. 
I am her and I am here for you. I know that you are capable of so much. You were blessed with unique gifts and talents and strengths. And I just want to see you use them and be proud of yourself and not to settle and just coast. What I'm hoping to point out by telling Jennifer's story is that Jennifer got to a point where she was just done. She was done learning. She was done growing because she didn't want to be uncomfortable in the short term, uncomfortable in that growth. And as a result, she was just living day to day. She was getting to the end of the day, getting to the end of the week, getting to the next holiday, and everything sort of felt like Groundhog Day. Just lots of sameness and boring. Identifying these signs of complacency in ourselves can be challenging and uncomfortable. But it's a crucial step in ensuring that our contentment doesn't morph into complacency. It's about striking a balance, appreciating where we are while being excited about where we could go. To be honest, just writing this episode has helped me realize that I've become complacent in a few areas of my life. And I also think it's important to note that if you find that you're complacent in one area of your life, that doesn't automatically mean that you're a broad strokes complacent person. I am not a complacent person. But you can be complacent in some areas and striving in others. You can be complacent at work while striving to improve your health and wellness. You can be thriving at work and then complacent in the way that you keep and maintain your home. It's up to you to decide where you want to direct your energy. So now that we've explored the signs of complacency versus contentment, what do we do if we find ourselves leaning more towards complacency? How do we shift back to a state of contentment that fuels our growth and our ambition? Well, the first step, like the first step for most things, is awareness. It's recognizing the signs of complacency in ourselves that is the critical turning point. It's like waking up from a deep sleep, suddenly aware that we've been on autopilot, living in default mode, comfortable, yet unfulfilled in certain parts of our lives. One way to step out of that complacency and back into contentment? This should come as no surprise, but the answer is in setting goals. Setting goals challenges us to step out of our comfort zones and look beyond immediate short-term satisfaction. When you're trying to get out of a place of complacency, setting goals helps you imagine a future that excites you and is a catalyst for getting back to a place of contentment, purpose, and direction. So let's pivot back to the original question from the top of this episode. Why should I set new goals for 2024 when I'm already content with where I am? I totally get that it might seem counterintuitive, but setting goals can actually enhance our feelings of contentment and lead to an even more fulfilling life. So let me share three reasons why that's the case. First, continuous improvement. Even when you're content and happy as a clam, there is always room for growth and improvement. Goals encourage us to push our boundaries, learn new skills, and become better versions of ourselves. This isn't about being unhappy with where we are or comparing ourselves to others. 
It's about recognizing that we as individuals can always evolve and improve. Next, we have adaptability and resilience. Y'all, I don't have to tell you, life is unpredictable. Just ask any mom who's dropped their kid off at daycare only to have to turn around and pick them up an hour later because they've spiked a fever out of nowhere. Goals help prepare us for the unexpected. And if you've ever thought, what's the point in setting goals? Life is just going to go off the rails anyway. When we set goals, we're not just planning for success. We're also building the resilience and adaptability we need to face challenges and make the most of opportunities that come our way. Plus, whenever a curveball knocks you off track, your goals give you a track to get back on instead of just wallowing around chaotically. And finally, setting goals when you're already feeling content can lead to fulfillment beyond contentment. Okay, what does that even mean? When you set and achieve a goal that you've worked toward, it can bring an incredibly deep sense of fulfillment. So it's about striving for something that's meaningful and rewarding. Goals give us a sense of direction and purpose, and that enhances our overall satisfaction with life. Remember, my friends, contentment is a beautiful place to be. It's a state of satisfaction and gratitude for where you are in life. But it's also a launching pad for what's next. It's not a final destination, but a pause, a rest stop on the journey of continual growth and self-improvement. Setting goals, even when you're content, is not about undermining your current happiness. It's about building on it, exploring new opportunities, and pushing yourself to new heights. It's about writing that next exciting chapter in your personal success story. And for those of you who are looking to do exactly that, my Ready, Set, Goals goal-setting workshop is the perfect opportunity. Ready, Set, Goals is a two-day goal-setting workshop designed to guide you through the process of setting realistic, achievable, inspiring goals. And it's not just about the goals themselves. It's about crafting a roadmap for your personal and your professional growth. It's perfect for anyone who's feeling content, but is ready to explore what's beyond that contentment. So if you're ready to turn your contentment into dynamic action, join us at Ready, Set, Goals. Details for registration are in the show notes for this episode, or you can head straight to AnnaDCornick.com forward slash goals. Spots are filling up fast, and for being an amazing podcast listener, I've got an exclusive gift just for you. Enter the code PODCAST at checkout, and you'll save $40 on your workshop ticket. But don't wait around. Ready, Set, Goals is happening December 13th and 14th, and I don't want you to miss it. As always, all the details from today's episode can be found over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 203. And while you're there, don't forget to grab your seat for Ready, Set, Goals. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I can't wait to talk with you again next week. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. 
Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.